This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. It's Friday. It's 11 o'clock. And it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. With your host, Armitage. Searching, searching to destroy 
probably not the first time that I've played that. And it certainly won't be the last. Of course, that was Iggy and the Stooges and Search and Destroy that, as you know, can be found on the very excellent Raw Power album because at the start of this week, that's exactly what I wanted to do. Search and Destroy with Extreme Prejudice, the fucker who managed to steal my bank debit card details due to malware on my computer, even though I thought I was protected. I blame Barton's penchants for questionable websites. Look, you don't clear your browser, so yes, you do. Anyway, I get a notification from a bank for 40 quid transaction that I didn't recognise. Normally, it's my daughter using my Amazon account with me being reimbursed pretty much instantaneously, except it was from an online gambling site. Then another and another made even worse as it was still happening whilst I was on hold to the bank's fraud department. Fortunately... Uh, the bank cancelled my card, issued me with a new one and refunded what was taken, which was uh, nearly 500 quid. I did wonder, though, if any of those bets came through, would it go into my account? Yeah, I think we all know the answer to that. I can honestly say I have never felt so helpless. Watching money just vanishing from my account, yeah, it pretty much reduced me to tears. And with a family history of high blood pressure on my late mother's side, I began to feel dizzy, lightheaded, and my vision started it's a blur with me thinking I was having a stroke and not the one favoured by Barton. <laughs> Clearly not a good state to be in. However, in context and in the great scheme of things, I got my money back. And after getting off the phone, I could breathe a sigh of relief. Yes, I had a full count to have my PC cleaned and an industrial strength antivirus software loaded. I've even got one installed on my phone. But apart from that, no one had died, sadly. Last Friday, my Facebook news feed reported that Mike Nesmith and Mency from the Monkeys and the Angelic Upstarts, respectively, had just done that, both parting away. I've only seen the Monkeys twice, obviously not back in their 60s heyday. The first was at the uh, Fairford Halls in March 1989 that didn't feature Mike, with the second and last at Wembley Stadium with the foursome eight years later on the Just Us Tour. Arguably, they were the first and the best manufactured boy band. Yes, at the beginning they weren't allowed to write their own material, but after Mike's different drum that he wrote in 1964 before joining the Monkeys was recorded by the Stone Onis, who featured a young Linda Ronstadt on vocals in 1967, became a hit. Any disagreement about songwriting credits became invalid. <laughs> Oh, 
song and no one listens I need help, I'm falling again Come on, play the drums just a little bit louder Till us we can live without her Now that we have listened to the band band. true mono mix of the Mike Nesmith pen song Listen to the Band that can be found on the deluxe edition of the group's eighth LP and second not to feature Peter Talk The Monkeys Present No Home Should Be Without The Monkeys Album Strangely and uh, unfathomably I don't think I've seen the uh, Angelic Upstarts live I thought they were on the bill for the Sex Pistols 1996 Finsbury Park gig but weren't you know they should have been uh, my sense of course you've seen them is strong, but the life of me, I can't recall where. 100 Club in 84, 85 does seem to ring bells. However, I do remember, along with probably great swathes of you UK residents, seeing them on top of the pops, miming to Teenage Warning in 1979 to a rather uninterested audience. The B-side of the single was uh, The Young Ones. Yes, that one. That was a hit for Cliff, Richard and the Shadows. Getting the single at the time, uh, I thought it was an odd choice for a band to cover, as uh, supposedly the old god, especially Cliff, were deemed obsolete, the source of ridicule. But then, you know, the damned had already covered the Beatles' help at a breakneck speed. And at 1 minute 46 seconds, the angelic upstarts followed suit. And like the damned, making it musically pretty much their own. To wit, it's the young ones that heralds this week's Covers Corner. Don't live long 
band that I got turned on to by a friend of the show and squirrel associate Arkwright was a Canadian progressive rock band, The Tea Party, back in 1992 with their self-titled debut album. I enjoyed it. Probably not as much as the squirrel and Arkwright because of the dreaded P word with the band not troubling me until last month's European only release of Blood Moon Rising, which uh, is a compilation of... uh, the two EPs, 2019's uh, Black River and this year's Sunflower. Uh, Blood Moon Rising features three covers. Led Blins out. Oh, wow, that hurt. Thank you, Barton. Uh, out on the tiles that uh, obviously isn't going to get played on here. Likewise, I can't stomach Morris's Every Day's Like Sunday. Fortunately, the other cover is Joy Division's Isolation, which I am more than happy to play. Try, please believe me I'm doing the best that I can 
The Vibrators via Cleopatra Records have just released a two CD set called The Demos 1976 to 1978. That obviously does what it says on the tin. As with the angelic upstarts, the band have covered the traditionalists in the shape and form of a medley featuring Pink Floyd and the Beatles.
Admittedly, unlike the upstarts and the damned, what you heard was a demo, originally not for public consumption. The original lineup of the Vibrators will be playing the Dublin Castle tomorrow evening. That's the 18th of December future, streaming, downloading and non-live Rock Radio UK listeners. It looks like the mileage for the band has come to an end. As bassist and vocalist Pete, who has been with the Vibrators for uh, over 20 years, has moved back to his uh, native Finland. Drummer Eddie turned 71 in April, and on the band's website, it claims that Saturday's concert, and I quote, is, sadly, this is the Vibrator's last gig. It's been quite a journey. That it certainly has. Annoyingly, I had tickets to see Duncan Reed and the Big Heads album launch gig for 2020's Don't Blame Yourself at the Lexington, also for tomorrow. However, on Monday, Duncan posted the news that due to COVID-related issues, that the gig had been cancelled, so I shamelessly hot-footed it over to We Got Tickets to purchase two for the vibrators. Unsurprisingly, with five days to go, the gig was sold out. Yeah, I guess it's a strictly final for me. Thank you. 
I know, and you know, I have difficulty in the pronunciation department. But on last week's show, I called Rob from Rob Moss and the Skin Tight Skin, Ross. I didn't even realise my error until Rob sent me a message thanking me for airing a rocket ship to you and saying, by the way, did you call me Ross? Many apologies, Rob. And to think, a couple of weeks ago, I silently chuckled to myself when Henry Rowlands played Tim Smith and Richard Strange, Don't Planet England, on his KCRW radio show, referring to Richard as Steve. Twice. To make amends, this is Rob Moss and the Skin Tight Skin and Two Slices of Bread. Sorry again, Rob. On to a new segmentation that's all down to be moving my coffee table to accommodate the Christmas tree. Welcome to this week's Vinyl Resting Place. As the title suggests, it's all about that perfect medium vinyl, whether it be 7-inch, 10-inch, 12-inch, 33 and a third, 45 or even 78, which is not 16 RPM. Up first this week is God 
and their LP, Four Lovers Only, that I picked up for $5 from Venus Records. Now, for those of you who are unaware, God, the band, were Australian, who formed in 1986 by Sean Greenway, Tim Hemmensley, Joel Sibbersher, and Matthew Whittle, uh, splitting up in 1989, with the aforementioned album being released posthumously. Members would go on to form and join such bands as The Yes Men, Bored, and the Powder Monkeys. Sad news that uh, John Nolan from the Powder Monkeys passed away earlier in the week. Hopefully he's up there jamming away with Sean and Tim. From Lovers Only, this is God and Golly Wally, Golly Wally, Who Who Ha. <laughs>
my latest vinyl purchase was to Torellas, something's got to give. Admittedly, I did buy it at the beginning of this year, was at the end of last. Anyway, it was part of their fan-funded campaign to finance the recording and production of said album. But due to a global shortage of vinyl and the lack of capacity in the manufacturing department, it only arrived last Saturday. Yes, I've got it on CD. But the feel, the smell, the sound of vinyl, the sonic detonator... I know I'm preaching to the converted. Talking to sound, I'm currently trialling a different setup with regards to the way I'm broadcasting this evening's show. Actually, if you're listening in live, I'm uh, hopefully making my way back from seeing Ginger Wildheart and the Sinners up at the 229 Club. So, uh, obviously, this week's show has been pre-recorded. I say hopefully, because well as Duncan's gig being postponed, the Sex Pistols expose at the uh, 100 Club tonight, who had the phobics as uh, one of the support acts, has also met with the same 
fate. Now, what it is, is uh, before I started uh, using the uh, Rodecaster Pro, which is like, you know, industry standard, I used the Maona Caster, which is probably the uh, shopping channel equivalent. Uh, it was superb, however, with the focus right, but it isn't a patch on the Rodecaster. I guess it's sort of like uh, the entry level, and it's best uh, to discover podcasting, broadcasting isn't for you if you've only forked out about 80 quid and not a few hundred on the Rodecaster. But what it can do is effects at a touch of a button. However, the only drawback is the connections. It's a bit hit and miss, with levels having to be just right. If you don't get it right, sounds like you're in Steve Vincent's Mystery City studio. I think it's time for some action. Yeah. 
listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. Haven't you got anything better to do? After the drippers and time for some action you heard because i played the brand spanking new single from the guitar gangsters called fortune favors the brave going back to gig cancellations 
It seems the damned reunion shows that have already been postponed from July, just gone, until this February, are now all set to be moved until October, due to, I believe, the introduction of new COVID procedures with regards to large venues. Obviously, you know, I'm not a scientist, but I followed all the rules that we've had to the letter. I lost my job last September as a direct result of the pandemic. I've had both jabs, the booster, because I was told that was the way to get back to some resemblance of how things were and, you know, to protect others. Now, as we know, knowledge is power, so we can make informed decisions about our daily lives. But I don't know who or what to believe anymore. They're telling us that the unjabbed need to be vaccinated because it will stave off the potentially serious effects of COVID because it works whilst saying that it doesn't work that well, so get a booster. Then we're told the unvaccinated are putting the vaccinated at risk by not getting a jab that doesn't protect us in the first place. I know I sound like one of the tinfoil hat brigade, but I'm at a loss. Allegedly, the Omicron variant is mild, so won't that be a good thing for a healthy person to catch it so our immune system is boosted naturally? And for those of you who uh, are wary of being vaccinated because they don't know what's in it. I don't even know what's in my toothpaste. Everything you 
please let me know if I've just talked a load of utter rubbish. Apologies if I have. That was the Soft Boys and I Want to Destroy You from the Underwater Moonlight LP that was produced by Pat Collier from The Vibrators, who was also on production duties for The Dorellas, who I played earlier in the show. Thanks to Peter Fox for playing the Just Heard Soft Boys on his last radio show. It's the uh, one where he interviewed Rachel Love from Dolly Mixture, a great show, as was the previous week's with Lou Edmonds, and prompting me to dig them out as I hadn't heard them from ages, and I don't think I've ever aired them on the Paranormal Squirrel. Also, if you missed out on uh, winning Edwina Banger's Diamond Rock CD a couple of weeks ago, right here, Peter has one more up for grabs. Dave and Jasper, Fenny posted yours yesterday lunchtime. Here's the Joneses and cut that trash. I have three life-changing bands. The Beatles, The Damned, and finally, The Helicopters, with the latter releasing a new album in the spring. Since The Copters reformed five years ago, we've only had the one new release, the written and played back in the day, but recorded in 2016, My Creed and Don't Stop Now 12-inch. Well, that all changed today with the release of the Reap a Hurricane single, 
When the band first started, their debut album, Super City to the Max, was very much, to me, reminiscent of the Stooges. The follow-up, Paying the Juice, was more MC5 before the band found themselves in some sort of uh, Sonic's Rendezvous, Rolling Stones existence that I loved. My list enjoyable albums are the aforementioned Super City and Rock and Roll is Dead, although, to be honest, and to be fair, over the years... I've grown to love both of them. So this obviously begs the question, what period of the helicopters does Reap a Hurricane fall into? And will it do it for me? Well, it kicks off starting like it's gearing up for the Stooges 1970 that the Damned, renamed, I feel all right. So I am immediately hooked. Uh, my favourite copters albums are By the Grace of God, which is swiftly followed by Paying the Jews. In all honesty, it's the sum of both the urgent guitaring from the returning dragon, coupled with a more mature vocal delivery from Nicky that could be found on uh, By the Grace of God, Rock and Roll is Dead, and Head Off had me reaching for the Kleenex. But don't take my word for it. Until next week, take it easy and keep sticking it to the man.
This episode of the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show was produced by Bart and Stacey, engineered by Fenny Bridges, and was hosted by Armitage Schmidt, and was a Watts' Lodge production. Mm-hmm.